7, 8, 9, 10. things that made this record really different for us uh, was the our last album the ride was done as more or less our 30th anniversary sort of party for ourselves and we had uh, I think at the end of it nine different collaborators and uh, it was a blast and it made the the record was extremely fun extremely easy to make because you know anytime you'd hit the inevitable lull or we'd sort of get log jammed or something like that we'll be like hey let's call Ruben Blades or let's call Richard Thompson and Instantly, you know, whatever you were worrying about or dealing with would be blown away by these incredible people coming over to Caesar's house and, and making this ma amazing music. But having done that and gotten that more or less completely out of our system, we were really left to our own device on this record. And uh, there are no guests. It's literally just the, the five of us and, and Cougar Estrada, who's been our drummer for the last uh, three or four years or so. The song, The Valley. Um, came relatively early in the process. That was one that, uh, again, came from a Dave demo. Um, but it was, uh, I remember hearing it the first time, I thinking this is beautiful, but it'll never be a track. And it just didn't seem to have a, um, I couldn't figure out where the, the song was. And, uh, but once we sort of figured out structurally what it was, and we added um, the, uh, I think the first thing that went on there was uh, the uh, piano came on. The, it, the, the basic track had the backwards guitars and um, um, and that sort of repeating the ostinato line. That sort of there's like a, a, a three note repeating pattern that kind of does a cool thing because it's three notes against a four four beat, so it, it's constantly moving against the track. It's never in the same place except you know mathematically wherever the two points line up again. So it sort of has this odd dreamlike quality to it and. Uh, so we put a piano on there, and then I think uh, Cougar put a, uh, a cajon, which is literally just a wooden box. Um, but it has this beautiful sort of resonant depth to it. And uh, that, once the sort of the rhythmic underpinnings of that came together, you could sort of hear, oh, okay, that's, this is where this, there's a song in here. And, uh, and then Louis came up with these amazing lyrics, which I think really kind of set us on the, I mean, once those lyrics arrived and got sung, it was sort of, it, it seemed like the, the, the it, it had a, a grand vision, like the whole idea of uh, immigrants moving and, and moving west and you know coming to this valley and then moving on to this other place that to a certain extent, once that song got written and sung, it was like, wow, this is a, this sort of speaks to something a little bit larger than just another record. It's not like we have a plan and, and here's the song and here's, here's all the songs and this is what it feels like and this is how we should have apply the, the studio technology to it. Um, that's not the way, the, the way we work. Sometimes you have to just stand back and, and let, let it have its own life and, and its own dynamic that moves you forward in the work. That one took a really long time to work on just because we would put it aside and come back to it and, and um, add stuff here and there. Again, it was one that kind of repelled a few larger production ideas because it seemed to want to stay this a simple sentiment. I think to a certain extent one of the other subtexts of this whole record is that they're individual stories, that it's, each song is is almost one man's tale, more or less. So 
uh, pumping up a lot of the ideas didn't really seem to fit that sentiment. That it, it really sort of wanted to be almost like a um, a personal, um, specific thing, and, and not a, a grand uh, Phil Spector-ish uh, production number. Certainly, this record and, and a lot of the records we've made, the, the technology has gotten to the point where, um, uh, like for instance, there are a couple of things that. Like, these ideas that, that I tried where we, everybody gets to take the ideas home and mess around with them on their own time, on their own home computers and, you know, sort of throw things at the tracks and see how they work. And then, um, not necessarily for this record, but for our last record, we were sending tracks all over the world. And um, it, it is amazing to me how in just this really short time period, which is a couple of years, we're able to do this stuff so um, economically and you're able to just get directly to the work. Like, for instance, we were able to We'd work on a track for a little while and then put it aside and then come back to it a month later or two months later or three months later and it's exactly as we left it. There wasn't sort of like um, a lot of times having to build a mix back up. And then like this process, being able to speak to people who want to know about how we put it together, I think it's a, it's a wonderful tool and it's, it's great to be able to get into the minutia of, of the process this way. So we had finished uh, about... 10, 11 of the songs, and we took a break for about a month and uh, just sort of reflected on, on what we'd done. And um, kind of became obvious to everybody that we were a few songs shy. At that point, the record had a, a pretty dark, um, about 75% of the record was, was fairly slow. So we sort of had the, all of us had the thought that we needed to brighten things up a little bit. He came up with a couple things. We found ourselves back in the studio. I was finding ourselves kind of trying to write this thing overnight. And we came up with the Road Tequila Band, which I thought was really important for the for the, the story. And also, it's kind of a really kind of uplifting kind of, kind of tune. And Free Up, which uh, the lyric didn't come together until, like, you know, I think we got done... We left the studio about midnight. I think the lyric got done like at about 11.05, you know. It's kind of interesting coming back to it. You know, again, by the virtue of having our own studio and having all this time, uh, it's something that, you know, a lot like a lot of the records that I make, for instance, you know, you really very rarely have the luxury of getting to live with what you've done and think about, well, does it need anything else? Is this right? Is this working? So, excuse me. Pardon. So, um, th both of those songs... Uh, were done with a much different spirit. You know, we, we kind of had the, the uh, you know, we're going to lighten the mood up a little bit. Um, Free Up in particular has the distinction of being written by a good friend of an artist, a guy named Eddie Gordetsky, who uh, I think is the first non-Lobo co-write. He had this this idea of, of, like, what the song should be about. And I, at that point, I was, you know, you know I, just to romanticize this, imagine, like, I'm sitting there and there's this waste uh, paper basket that's overflowing with wadded up crumpled up pieces of paper, you know that kind of thing. Uh, and I was trying, struggling with this. And and, he, and, uh, and uh, I said, Eddie, come over here, sit down. What were you saying? And and, uh, and so Eddie and I, we just we just uh, cranked out this lyric in a matter of like ten minutes, and it was just right. And uh, and we went to the studio and gave it to David. David looked it over, and we sat there with the lyric sheet and, and he, he started singing it and then we kind of made a couple little last minute adjustments to the to the lyric and and by midnight we had a, a finished song and, and it, it and it really did 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 make a big difference. It's funny because slotting those in 
trying to find the, like the proper point in the sequence, it, it, it was really interesting because it really changed the, like up to that point, we had all been living at that point, like six weeks or so with the different, with the sequence of the first few songs that we cut and had this sort of, this density. And then these two new songs, just, you know, two out of what, 13 at that point, you wouldn't think would change the, 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 the gravity of the record, but it completely changed everything. It just sort of had the, the sequence definitely had uh, this sort of, uh, a much more sort of, broader spectrum and it uh, I think it really opens the record up it, it, it sort of now has this uh, a really nice sort of arc to it where it goes from dark to light and fast to slow that we didn't really have that uh, before we did those last two songs Just got me cooking, you know, and like.